0: Into the BSN Buffs podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern, the lovely, the beautiful Blake Street Tavern here in lower downtown Denver on the corner of Blake and Park, our favorite place in the world. Who is us? Well, we are Will Whalen. Well, he is. He's also Ryan Koningsberg, and I'm Jake Shapiro. You can follow him on Twitter at William underscore Whalen. He is the BSN Buffs editor, former BSN Buffs editor, Ryan Koningsberg. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Koningsberg. For me, I am Jake Shapiro, the assistant editor of BSNBuffs.com. Uh, ride, did you give him a title promotion? I
1: did. Yeah.
2: Will is the king of giving title promotions. <laughs> Literally like three weeks into me working for him above Stampede, he took me from staff writer to senior writer.
3: I don't know. how I still don't know how that actually <laughs> happened. And
2: we're pretty sure it was accidental. <laughs> like... It was just like a slip of the mind. He said, like, you know, read our story from senior writer Ryan Konigsberg. And I was like, oh, I'm senior writer? That's right. It's in in the bio. Like, once it's in the bio, it can't be changed.
0: Well, today we are going to be talking about all the buff stuff, uh... The column Will wrote that's up on bsnbuffs.com, we're going to discuss first. We're also going to be talking about conference expansion, which seems to be a very big topic, especially in northern Colorado, like really, really northern Colorado, the part of Colorado we normally don't talk about on this show. We're also going to talk about some fun Boulder stuff, you know, that we like to do, and whatever, you know, Shapp, Ryan, Will, you know, we're buddies, we get after it, so we will be getting after it on this podcast as well. Here we go. But... <laughs> First things first, uh, will your column dropped uh, You know, amidst the terrible things going on at Baylor right now, uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, similarities to what happened to Colorado early on in the century, uh, in the 2000s, just terrible things that went on in Colorado, and you can kind of convey that towards Baylor, and really the Colorado football program has never been where it was before. What happened uh, happened at Colorado. So you kind of, you know, took that approach and were like, how does Colorado build off of from where they were? And what did you kind of say just to fill in the people listening? Yeah, I mean,
3: well, first of all, if you didn't read it, you need to read it. Um, And, look, I I like, I love CU fans. I really do. Um, And the reality is, is that CU football reigns supreme at CU. Um, and see you, and college football reigns supreme at just about every college campus uh, that plays major Division One sports in the country. Um, and, and the desire by fans, by administrations, by local businesses to have a successful uh, product at you know, being put forth on the field, I mean, your economy relies on that. If you think about the businesses in Boulder, you don't think they want an extra 10,000 people coming into Boulder every weekend during the fall? Uh, Everybody does. And so there are exceptions made uh, to do what people may think helps a football team win. And sometimes that involves taking chances in recruiting uh, on on players with with behavior issues. And sometimes it's the kid likes to smoke a lot of weed. You know, I mean, it's college. A lot of kids like to smoke a lot of weed. Sometimes it's harder drugs. It's college. A lot of kids like to do hard drugs in college. Um, It's sometimes worse than that though sometimes that goes beyond that um and obviously we saw Colorado what can happen to a program you have you have a really good college program completely go to hell for more than a decade um and in Baylor you have something worse uh you have the complete disregard for the safety of students of a university uh so if you are a college football fan if you're a CU fan you need to read this story and you know what I don't like to put our readers on blast and I, and I don't want anybody to take this as me putting people on blast. I want to make that very clear, but the activity that we saw on that column, which I, I think is one of the most important things I've ever read uh, because you know, I, am a, I'm a man in America. Uh, we ignore these problems so often and we kind of distance ourselves from it and we need to do a better job sticking up for the women in our country. So you know, there. I, I with that in mind, I thought it was really important. I think it's really important for men to read all this stuff. You, you see the stuff going on uh, with the situation with the young woman that was raped on the Stanford campus by a criminal who also happens to swim. Um, he's not a swimmer. He's not a swimmer who raped somebody. No, he's a rapist who just happened to like throw his legs and his arms in the water real fast at some point. Um, you see all this happening, and it's time to step up. And one way you can do that is become more aware. And the traffic that we got on bsnbuffs.com for that story was about the seventh largest, most traffic we've gotten on BSMBuffs Buffs since I joined. And we've been writing about Davis Webb the whole time. We've been writing about freaking college quarterbacks. I've been writing about high school kids who dunked the ball their first week on campus. Guys, this is the most important storyline what how your program wins and i and and there are there are factions of the fan base that don't care that don't care they're like recruit thugs all you want recruit guys that cheat recruit guys that do all this uh because what all that matters is winning and fair enough for whatever for the world you live in fair enough but this issue is something that goes beyond college sports it goes into society and we've ignored it for far too long. We haven't given it the time of day for far too long. And it, and I'm, it, it's sad for me that it just didn't get, in my opinion, the traffic it deserved when I, I sent out a tweet by Davis Webb and it'll go damn near viral.
0: You know, Will, we had a discussion on this podcast not too long ago about how Tad Boyle and his unwillingness to cheat and how he is playing by the rules. And I want you to explain to our not only our listeners and readers the difference between giving a kid $5,000 and the difference of what that is compared to what's going on on the campus of Baylor right yeah. now, because that is a different level of, I mean, whether you're against or for college athletes being paid, the ethics and the morality of the differences between the two are not in the same level.
3: Well, there's, there's kind of three violations, three levels of violations that I, I usually talk about. I mean, on one spectrum, you have a kid having like a paper bag thrown at his doorstep. You know, with five thousand dollars in it. And you know what? That's some may think it's slimy and, and it kinda shows just how far in some moral sense people will go to win and get recruits. And fair enough. You know, I'm not nuts about it being done that way. I think it should be regulated. I think it should be done and I think it should be regulated. Um, you have that. Then you have the kids in college who get drunk and they like to they, they throw punches. Guess what that happens. As I said in my column, I got in trouble in college with regards to alcohol. A lot of college kids do. You have crap I didn't. happen. Okay, Ryan, I <laughs> Ryan's a model citizen, though. You have stuff happen in college, especially uh, with alcohol involved. And you know what? That's that's part of growing up. You learn your tolerances, you make stupid decisions, and you move on.
2: I only say I didn't because Jake also has. So I, I'm
0: I'm the golden child at this table. I underage drank at the CSUCU football you got game. Caught, Who son? cares? Yo,
1: you can't. I, on,
0: I had a Budweiser. <laughs> you got caught. A Budweiser. A,
3: but, damn, at least go out on something better. Right. Funny thing is, <laughs> well, after
0: the cops left, I had a lot of drinks. There you go. The funny but, thing yeah. is,
2: this was before Jake and I knew each other, and one of the first things he told me when he met me is like, I should have listened to your tweet because I always tweet, like, you know, be smart. They're on alert for right. you. If you're, and he's like, I should have listened to you, bro. But, I
3: mean, that happens every day right. to just regular kids in college. You know, getting drunk and getting in a fight in college doesn't automatically make you a bad kid. There are differences between those two. Then there's the difference between even that, even getting arrested for assault because you got drunk and threw punches. There's a difference between that and what we see at Baylor. Um, the, it's not just bad apples on a team. It's a bad culture. It's a putrid culture. It's a criminal culture. And and I wrote this column and it, it kind of within the frame of, you know what, Mike McIntyre has taken chances on some kids. He's tried to mentor them along, but I feel like the most serious... Situations, he's been hard-handed when he needs to, you know, and you can tell that he doesn't want to have to be, but he will be. Um,
2: And it's a it's a a bit of a conflict for him because he feels and you wrote this, he feels the need to be a father figure for a lot of these guys, and so um, you know, a a good example for me is Samson Kafavalu, who now has had ample chances to get it figured out at Colorado. Then the difference is he's making. He keeps making mistakes, but they're not big-time, terrible mistakes. And so I understand when that happens on oh, Mike McIntyre. Instead of thinking, you know what, i got to cut this guy loose, he thinks, man, I really, I ha- I have to keep trying to help this kid get his life turned around.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, with Samson, he's getting drunk and making mistakes. And there's a part of him that has an aggressive nature, that's part of what makes him such a good football player, and, and it, maybe it comes out sometimes and he hasn't been able to control that there's a difference between that's a mistake you know this kid from uh, the Bay Area who's this rapist who also swims his dad really likes to say well it was a 20 minutes of a mistake I've, I probably have drank more in my life on any given night than that kid has over the course of his entire life one night with me on a, on a rough night is probably more than that kid you know cumulatively has ever put in his body Guess what? I've never raped anybody. I've never touched a woman inappropriately. Consent is a, is a real thing that some of us understand. It's just that's a,
2: not a mistake. It's a very faulted. I mean, you could say I made one. I made a mistake for one tenth of a second when I pulled a, the trigger at this guy's head. Right. Like, I mean, that doesn't. That, real, there's man. You can't fall back on and that. Honestly,
3: I would almost vouch that shooting someone. Maybe, maybe that's more of a of an immediate mistaken reaction than what this kid did, and and so. And so you have those definitely you have those actions that some of these guys at Baylor have perpetrated but it go but what what's sickening about it is it goes beyond that. It was men in control that clearly valued these guys abilities on a football field more than they did the safety of students on their own campus. And you know what? I hammered Oregon about this uh, just 2 years ago when they had the two players Brendan Austin um Damian Dotson and the point guard uh, artist, Dominic Artis, when those three got into sexual misconduct issues on campus with a female student. And Brendan Austin got kicked out of Providence because of sexual misconduct. And from him and his mother, the head coach of the University of Oregon men's basketball program, the two-time Pac-12 coach of the year, did not bother to ask why. And he brought a kid on campus that.
2: Or he claims he didn't ask why.
3: Right, and and, and but even um,
2: Ignor- even claiming ignorance is.
3: Yeah, I mean, claim it, then what you know? Why aren't you at you know why? Why aren't you asking? You right. know what I mean, or
2: or whatever it ignorance is. Ignorance isn't an excuse, right?
3: It, it's certainly certainly not. And you know, Den almonds a hell of a coach, but you did something that put somebody on your campus on risk. That's a serious thing, and Colorado, again. Kids make mistakes sometimes, and I said in the column, sometimes you misjudge. Sometimes you take a chance on a kid, and it turns out to be the really wrong decision. That's life. We've all done that in one capacity or another. And so Colorado has done a lot to clean up its culture. Um, and and Mike McIntyre, you know, I said in the, in the column, if there's any justice, the wins will come. But as we know, the world doesn't really work that way. So maybe they will, maybe they won't. And ultimately his job security is based on the amount of football games he wins so you can understand why people are fighting for their livelihood to keep players eligible to keep players out of trouble but there's a line of integrity as a father as a brother as a son that I think you can't cross and clearly the people at Baylor did and CU has done I hate to even call it admirable it shouldn't be admirable it should be normal but they've done a job to stay out of that kind of trouble, which is uh, which is good to see.
2: Definitely. I mean, the way that Mike McIntyre does it <clears throat> is the right way. And yeah. um, l- like you said, it could be his undoing. Um, but to me, Mike McIntyre comes across as the guy, it's much more important for him to be able to sleep at night yeah, <clears throat> than it is to keep his job here. And if he can do both of those things at the same time, yeah. he's trying his damnedest to do it. Yeah, But one of those things... Uh, holds precedent the other as a man uh, with a daughter, you know, who's college aged. Um, certain things like that resonate, and he's not going to be the guy to operate a program the wrong way. Now, I want to go back a little bit because I think it's it's a, an opportunity to give uh, readers a scope into the way sometimes things operate. You talked about the the fact that we didn't get as much traffic as you thought yeah. necessary on that. Piece. Do you remember what one of the first things I texted to you after yeah. you after you wrote it was?
3: Absolutely, the headline wasn't it, it wasn't dramatic enough.
2: The he, the headline, it, it's true, it's real, but in this day and age, and it's it's just the way things work. People are stingy about what they click on, yeah. and for for someone to read something, you really, really have to grab their attention. So, I told Will, don't never feel bad about. <laughs> a clickbaity headline if you believe in what's behind that headline. Right. And yeah. what Will wrote was a really great piece. So, you know, I, and I told him, if I wrote it, my headline would have been, like, Mike McIntyre is the anti-Baylor. And, yeah, yeah is that, like, a little bit sensationalized? Sure. Yeah. But, you know, more people would have read it, and, and it gets more eyes on it. So, when, so just kind of wanted to tell the readers, yeah. when you see a headline like that at BSN Denver, I don't want people to immediately be like, "Oh, look at these guys out here just, you know, desperate for clicks." Think about it in the sense that if you if they, if you write something that you're really proud of, you want as many eyes on it as you possibly can. And so that's a lot of the times why you get a headline
0: that is a bit sensationalized. Yep. I think that's going to wrap up this somber segment on the BSN Box podcast. And I say somber just because, you know, it's such a terrible thing that happens in this world and I, we're all in agreement that we all need to be better as humans to make sure that this does not continue to happen so uh, that'll wrap up this segment we'll be right back on the other side of this break we're going to be talking about conference expansion me and Will will get into a heated argument I, I, I assume yes. we are very different sides on this so we'll be right back with that
1: Preferred Organic Therapy is one of Denver's original dispensaries. With over 30 strains to choose from, we offer elite cannabis that is grown clean, with zero harmful pesticides, and always hand trimmed. Nobody gives you the variety that Preferred Organic Therapy does. Our knowledgeable staff will guide you through your shopping experience and ensure you make a well-informed decision. Stop by today for daily specials and to see why customers are raving about Preferred Organic Therapy. Conveniently located at 1569 South Colorado Boulevard, mention BSN Denver and instantly save 15%. Preferred Organic Therapy, a better way to heal.
4: Hi. I'm Erica Chenard, and I've been helping Colorado homeowners buy and sell for 14 years. From the biggest names in Colorado to first-time buyers, I treat each and every one like an MVP. I've sold over 170 homes in the last 12 months, and I can help you sell your current one or buy your next one. Call me, Erica Chenard at 720-663-1003 or online at denvercohomes.com.
1: Hey, Josh, what happened to Colorado Keg House? I was just there yesterday, Adam. It's the same great place with 72 Colorado craft beers on tap. Really? I heard they had up to 60 breweries in there. I figured they must have moved into a huge building or something. That means they have
3: up to 60 different breweries on tap, dude. Do you think they actually crammed 60
1: breweries in there? Oh, so they still have 27 TVs? Yeah. And NFL Sunday Ticket? Yep. Cool. Still awesome. Colorado Keg House, Colorado's home for craft beer by the First Bank Center in Broomfield.
4: Fossil Trace Golf Club is a destination for golfers across the country. Tucked into the foothills of Golden, Colorado, Fossil Trace is one of the most unique courses in America. Hole 12 was named one of the most fun 18 holes in America by Golf Digest. Fossil Trace is 5280's best golf course, and it's less than 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Go to Fossil Trace to escape the ordinary and discover the extraordinary with prehistoric and modern. Schedule your tea time up to 60 days in advance at FossilTrace.com.
1: Don't miss the Yamaha Get Out and Ride Sales Event at Coyote Motorsports. With low APRs, huge customer cash, and more on Yamaha motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. From championship Yamaha sport bikes and YZs to sport ATVs and side-by-sides and grizzly, biking, and wolverine models. So see Coyote Motorsports today for huge get-out-and-ride savings. Offers good 216 through 63016 on select Yamaha motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. See Coyote Motorsports for details.
0: Welcome back to the BSN Buffs Podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern, one of our favorite places down in Denver, if not our favorite place. Happy Hour Specials, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., uh, Sunday through Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight as well. $2 PBR, $3 Wells and Domestics, $4 Craft and Imports, $4 uh Irish whiskey, I'm not reading all of that because I'm terrible at reading. Uh, and I am still not used to all the alcohol names. $4 Barefoot Wines, $5 Select Appetizers. Uh, we can guarantee it. Uh, and the thing I was having trouble reading, Ryan's going to read now. What
2: couldn't you read? $4.
0: Tullamore Dew? Yeah. Stolian Flavors,
2: Sailor Jerry Spice Rum. I was having trouble with that. tough.
0: Yeah. It's late, Will. As you know, we're going to get into conference expansion. Right now, And uh, obviously CSU has been, I don't want to say at the forefront, but they've been in the discussions for conference expansion with the Big 12. Uh, A lot of people in Fort Collins believe that CSU would be in line for uh, for an expansion bid into the Big 12 if the Big 12 were to expand. My question to you guys is if CSU were to join the Big 12, the Colorado Buffalo's former conference, how does that affect the Buffs? Well,
3: I know Jake has a lot of strong opinions on this. Um, and, I, and I'm interested, definitely interested to hear him. I mean, you have to kind of break it down <clears throat> a little bit more specifically and, and first talk about, okay, what does it do for the state? Um, having two like power conference teams in your state is a great thing. It's an absolute great thing because it means more attention uh, is given to the state by the media. You're talking about TVs. Uh, that are turned into major college football, uh, and you know what? Something about rising tides and ships. You know, the reality is, is that as CSU continues to get better, as maybe they join a bigger conference, all of a sudden CU is not just the inherent top dog in the state because they're the only team in the Power Five conference. You've got all of a sudden your quote unquote little brother is not so little anymore. You know, and do I think that CSU joining a, a Power 5 conference in reality is going to make it in to every Rick George or any athletic director at CU's? You know, is it going to be a part of his morning coffee routine? Thinking about them, thinking about what they're doing, how can we keep up with them? No. But the truth is, is that not only does I th- do I think that uh, a program like Colorado State joining a big-time conference, elevate just the stature of football played here, the idea that, okay, all of a sudden, we're not a big brother of as Colorado fans. we're not They're not little brother all the more. Uh, all of a sudden, you have two programs that, I mean, kind of on their feet are equal. I mean, you looked at what Utah did stepping up to a conference, and everybody kept saying, well, Utah's only good because they're in uh, a smaller conference. It elevates everyone around them. And, and I really do think that it pushes – it'll push the marketing department at CEO to find new ways because all of a sudden you're – how are you – what, you're going to let CSU joining a Power 5 dominate the storylines for a year? Are you going to let that happen? No. And, and this is kind of narrow-sighted, but think about the Rocky Mountain Showdown. You know, well, you want to know a great rivalry, a really fun rivalry? West Virginia and Marshall. Do you know how many people outside of West Virginia pay attention to that?
2: The only Nobody. time I've ever – even seen anything about it is in the Randy Moss 30-for-30.
3: I mean, it's like you don't hear about that. Colorado-Colorado State is not a rivalry that's on the national map. And and part of that is due to CU not being that good lately, but a lot of it is due to the fact that it's a Power 5 school against a non-Power 5 school. And for a long time, it was a BCS school against a non-BCS school. All of a sudden, if Colorado State's in the Big 12 and Colorado's in the Pac-12, you have a big-time rivalry game. You have a game that helps fans decide which conference is better. You're talking about two teams that, if they went undefeated outside of that game, have a chance to get into the college football playoff. The implications are so much higher. The The game becomes that much bigger. It's great for the football in the state of Colorado, and it's absolutely fantastic for the Colorado Buffaloes, in my opinion, on one hand. I'll let Jake take it from here.
0: To me, all it does for Colorado is add more competition. The Colorado Buffaloes are already competing against every other uh, player in the Pac-12, as well as every other power conference school in the country. They don't need another school to worry about, let alone a school that's less than an hour away from them. And maybe, you know, you've mentioned this and we've talked about it, the recruiting footprints don't really overlap, but maybe they will. And, you know, being in two big power conferences you know, a kid from Texas that is choosing a school and maybe wants to go to Colorado will have to choose between Colorado and Colorado State rather than saying, why in the world would I go to a non-Power 5 school? And the recruiting aspect the recruiting aspects, one whole thing but then you get into the market aspect and all of a sudden Colorado is sharing a market with Colorado State. Uh, I've never really believed Colorado State to be in the Denver market, but if they were a power school, they would be in the Denver market. The Denver market would start paying attention to Colorado State, and I go back to uh, baseball, especially in the early 1900s when the American League was forming out of the Federal League, and what the National League did was they had teams in Chicago, Boston, New York, all of those things, In the American League, what they did to Bat the National League and to prove that they were a legitimate second league was to put teams in all of those cities to try and share the market and steal those fan bases away when their team was bad. So now all of a sudden, if you're a kid growing up in Colorado and you're sick of the Buffs being bad, and Colorado State's on the pl- same playing field, you're not default a Colorado fan. You might be a Colorado State fan because Colorado State is on the same level. That's how all of a sudden there are New York Mets fans, Los Angeles Angels fans. Th- that's why these fan bases grow is because of the market si- uh, The market is shared and one team is bad for a long period of time, and really they're on the same competition level. Right now Colorado and Colorado State aren't on the same competition they're level.
3: absolutely on the same competition level. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Col- how many bowl games has CU been to? Ever? I mean, or in in the last
0: 10 years? None.
3: How many has Colorado State been to? Colorado State ha- has a freaking headline on the Denver Post. But you don't even or know or the answer to that. What was that?
2: You don't know the answer to the question you posed. How many How many bowl games has Colorado State Three. been to? Three. You don't know that. Right. That's my point. Guessing. Three guessing. guessing. You know no, what? In, because <laughs> Colorado State's irrelevant because they're but, in an irrelevant but conference. It will. But in, Colorado's but, irrelevant.
3: The only reason we know Dick... The only reason we know anything about Colorado is because we cover the team.
2: That's fair. Okay, no, but...
3: Nobody in Colorado cares about college football, number one. But, number two, this Colorado State joining a, a Power 5 conference and that rivalry actually meaning anything to anybody? Nobody in Denver cares. Nobody, no, nobody cares about the Rocky Mountain Showdown. All of a sudden, people are going to be like, oh, it's not a Mountain West school versus some crappy Pac-12 school. Well, I mean, it's a big 12 school. I mean, maybe we should care about this. People will actually maybe care. you know, CU doesn't have a market share here. Nobody watches. Half the people in Denver don't get the Pac-12 network. It's it's not a market share. And if anything, Colorado needs it. Colorado needs the market to be divided because guess what? They've gotten lackadaisical. Oh, we're the Pac-12 score. We're the Power 5 score. We're the BCS score. We, we're the default. They've gotten lazy. And the reality is, is you want to know how you go to DIA for the past 10 years, you, a, you find more Nebraska gear than anything else. Well, the airport's in Kansas, in so. Ten, <laughs> it's to sure. Denver City proper.
2: I don't, I don't, I guess I've never looked at the gear, but I don't think there's more Nebraska gear in, this, in the DIA
0: stores. I was hey, on a plane hey, to Nebraska people. the longest people. Yeah, time there was,
3: and there was more CSU gear. There was, until like the last 18 months, there's been more CSU advertising. But you basing in- the
0: gear in the airport does not base... The level of fandomship in Denver. There's obviously more Colorado fans in Denver than any other school right now, and, and it's not close. Uh,
2: are, are we sure about that?
0: Yes. CSU claims to have more alums in the area. It, it's it's not close. Look at statistics like Facebook uh, people that shot Facebook like, likes by zip codes, and I know that's not the best statistic, but if, if you look at stuff like that, but my point being is if Colorado all of a sudden has the competition with Colorado State, yes, I agree with you. All of a sudden high school football and high school basketball and all that stuff will get better in the state of Colorado because there will be more competition and more people interested in the sports. But I don't think that makes the Colorado Buffaloes any better because they're going to be fighting for those recruits with Colorado State. Whereas if I'm an 18 year old kid right now from Denver and the Colorado Buffaloes come knocking on my door and Tad Boyle says, Hey, come play with me. And Larry Eustacey comes and says, Hey, play with me. Why, why in the world would I go play for you? Larry Eustace? And you look at uh, the Colorado. And that goes beyond Colorado State village. women's basketball <laughs> last year. What they went twenty nine and one, and they barely made the tournament, uh, and and they even had the automatic bid. And it goes beyond just uh, and and the one loss was against the Buffs, I believe. No. Or no, no, they barely they beat be- the Buffs. They beat the Buffs on a buzzer beat. Right, they barely beat the Buffs. So my point being is that. There is such a disadvantage for Colorado State right now that Colorado doesn't even have to consider them as competition, and it's such a luxury. If Colorado has to consider them as competition, it's going to be a pain in the how nightmare. How is
3: Colorado not considered then competition?
0: Colorado, how is Colorado State not considered competition? Yeah. Be- because they're not on the same playing field as – They recruit on the same playing field. Until the past, like, how many months, how many guys probably have probably recruited better. How many guys have chosen Colorado uh, State over Colorado?
3: I mean, Colorado State's had more draft picks in the past yeah, three that's, years that's, that's different a than recruiting.
0: That's different than uh, that's, recruiting. That's, that's developing. You have to
3: recruit guys you can develop. You do, but right. Developing, but talking about winning, and recruiting, recruiting go hand, But talking about the winning, they aren't the same.
2: They go hand in hand. They might go hand in hand. Inescapable. Hand, but they're they're like getting they're guys like drafted. Is me and why isn't they, definite? They, isn't definitely a direct reflection of recruiting. It's I more of say, a direct I, mean, I don't report.
3: see how you can say it isn't
2: because Colorado wasn't trying to uh, recruit Rashard Higgins or like they just maybe they should maybe they should have, but <laughs> that but they're not. They took players that weren't as highly regarded and turned them into more highly regarded players. And, and, when it and comes Col- to those draft back draft well, picks,
3: but again, have the, the draft classes and and this is I'm trying to my internet's not working, but I. The draft, the recruiting classes have not been that far off in recruiting rankings. No, the not Colorado that far off, and Colorado State are going after the same caliber of players. Right, for but, the but past they're not going years.
0: after the same players. And once they start going after so the same players, why right would
3: that? Why that all of a sudden changes? Colorado State's going to change their footprint because they're in the Big Twelve. Their footprint yeah. opens up more.
0: Yes, no How? doubt. Because they because
3: have a larger market. Reason,
2: it's the same reason that when CU went to California, it was easier for them to recruit players out of California because they say, we're going to play but here. they've
3: always recruited California. They
2: have. They have. But it gave them an advantage in those areas saying, look, we're going to be here four times a year or
0: whatever in basketball.
3: I don't know that it, but in basketball I know it gave them an advantage. Oh, Absolutely. it definitely does in football it, because in football.
0: I've talked to some of those guys and they go, hey, I, I like the, the fact that I get at least one game in front of my family every those year. Those guys
3: have been coming to see you for 30 years. Oh, it, it, I, I agree with
0: you on that. Sense, they've but, always
2: targeted the area, but I mean, CSU now has—if they go to the Big Twelve—now has a bigger presence in Texas. People in Texas know who CSU is once they're in the they, Big Twelve. I mean,
3: but that's the thing is. Colorado By the State's way, I don't
2: right, have—I just want to make this. I don't have strong feelings either way. I'm just
0: kind of devil's mean, advocating Colorado both both your points.
3: Been recruiting Texas. They've been recruiting Florida. They've been recruiting. Right, Georgia. but they're I mean, not recruiting
0: are, five stars out of Texas if not they join start the Big Twelve. If they join the Big 12, they have the potential to. And it's not even that crazy to what think does that about.
3: Do to Col- what does that do to the University of Colorado? Colorado,
0: Colorado will have to fight head-to-head fa- head against Colorado they're, State.
3: They're fighting head-to-head to against Texas. You think, that, you think Colorado State coming in, oh, we're the golden, freaking green Rams. Oh, you're going to – it's between us, CU, and Texas, and you think
0: you're worried about Colorado State? You think it's crazy, but guys have chosen Colorado over Alabama in the past year.
3: Oh, okay, and that all a and Why would you do change. that? But now but now you bring big bad CSU into the picture but and it's
0: a But you're looking at them as such as from such a high point down that if if they got to the level that Colorado is, you have to consider them at even playing field. And they they are they are a set they are going after the same guys now. So it, say
3: say But
2: but part of that has to do with CU being so down. If CU was up they would not be if going C- after if, the same. If CU
3: was up, it wouldn't matter. Like none of this would matter. Nobody would be. And talking that's about
2: actually it. my feelings on this. Is I honestly don't think it matters uh, at all. I don't think it's good or bad. It's like, just, I, I it just, I
3: don't see a way that this actually hurts CU. I mean, maybe the arguments that it helps them are a little bit like fantastic. Sure, I, I could see that. It's but, the same. But it, if it CU hurts is up, it s-
0: doesn't matter. It hurts them in the sense that if there's an average Coloradan. 14, 15-year-old that's looking to root for a team or pick a university or whatever, that if CSU is on the same tier of a Power 5 conference that CSU is, if they're on the same tier, that those kids are more likely now to go to CSU or pick CSU as a team to root for because they're not little brother. They're on the same playing field as CU. And Those kids five years ago were Nebraska fans. Right now, they're Oregon fans. Right now, they're Oregon fans. Okay, so what's the difference? My point being is that that's direct competition with Colorado. Colorado doesn't have to play Oregon every single year, Colorado and Colorado State play that football game every single I know it's gonna they, they're putting it back but they play each other every single year they're okay. fighting for the same market in Denver they're fighting for the same okay. fan bases so and and the same students so if you're Co- all they're of a sudden, not fighting for the
3: same students Colorado University of Colorado doesn't give a damn about Colorado students they're they the entire you know, I mean it's true it, the university is entirely subsidized by out-of-state students Colorado State is better set up to be an in-state school I mean, and, that, and, that, but, and that's why I'm saying, like, they're so different. The universities, their athletic programs, their successes, their failures are so exclusive from one another. They're so unrelated in that way. The only thing that matters is all of a sudden, wait, wait, for example, guess what? Uh, Jake Moretti or the big offensive lineman from, mm-hmm. like, Ponderosa or something, he's committed to Ohio State.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It was CSU coming into the picture that doesn't do anything all of the sudden for that kid that an out of state that that CU hasn't faced already Just one more team throwing their hat in the ring doesn't really matter because you have it every day the only thing that you could say well what if the kid wants to stay home right and, and that's the thing what if a kid from Cherry Creek he's a four-star D lineman he wants to stay home he wants to go to school in Colorado and it's between Colorado State and Colorado because Colorado State, you're saying, couldn't go after that kid if they weren't in the Big Twelve, right? I mean that's kind of they where could, you're coming but from. They
2: honest? have less they're on a uh, lower. Okay, that's one, that kid that's wants one to of the play points on I'm the making. Bigger yeah. stages that of is one football. of
3: the points I'm making. Right. In my opinion, beating CSU for that kid is absolutely it, it's completely the same as beating Nebraska, as beating Utah as beating Texas, as beating, it's the same as anybody else in that standpoint because Colorado has not locked down its borders, ever. Out-of-state schools have always come into Colorado to pick kids off. And the nature of Colorado as a state, the kid that you'd be fighting CSU, the final two-four that you really need to win, is once every six, seven, eight years. I mean, the kids that are that good, CSU is not who you need to worry about. It's everyone else.
0: I I think you're looking at this, and I don't blame you, from a perspective that we know so much. And, and, And that's fine because we do know a lot about the Colorado Athletic Program. But for the average kid that's going to pick a school coming out of Colorado, and this isn't talking about athletics. This is a kid that's talking about academics. And... They go to, they're choosing between CU and CSU, and this happens every single day, and maybe they like athletics. They're going to choose CU nine times out of ten right now over CSU because of the conference difference. And if you all of a sudden make CSU into a Power Five conference, you have the opportunity for that kid to go, hey, you know what? I think Fort Collins is just as good as Boulder, which it's of course not, but. You know, maybe he visited one time, and he visited Boulder one time, and he thinks, "Hey, you know, I'll go to Fort Collins." So, uh, it, it's not just football; it's it goes across the board, and it goes to volley, women's volleyball, women's basketball, and it goes to all of a sudden making CSU athletics legitimate. And right now, CSU athletics is not legitimate. I, and
2: let I, me just, I disagree. can I, ju- I just want to kind of put this to bed by saying, this is a moot. Conversation because CSU isn't going to a power conference.
3: Well, and that's the other thing you have to do. Well, we need 15 Obviously, minutes have of have content, discuss. so. <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is, is that expansion's not done. Conference realignment is not done. Uh, no matter what the Big 12 keeps saying about 10 teams and their title game, you know, it, it's coming down the line. Colorado State has an argument just like the other schools and what and we're going to Peru and we're going to really pursue that angle we're actually going to be teaming up with the BSN Rams team uh, coming up here to put out some content where we debate some of these uh, same things and CSU's merits uh, for joining a Power 5 conference.
0: And on the other side of this break we're actually going to be talking about the Pac-12 and where they might go with conference expansion. Uh, it was talked about initially when Colorado joined the conference that they would be the Pac-16. Maybe that comes back because right now it seems like conference expansion is in the middle era where you know a lot of it happened five years ago and it seems to be coming in the next five years. So we'll be talking about that on the other side of this break.
4: That was an epic game. I could really relax now. Let's go to a dispensary.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea, but it's after 7, so all the dispensaries in Denver are closed.
4: Wait. Life Flower on Leedsdale serves both medical and recreational until midnight daily. Best of all, they're a one-stop shop. They have a huge variety of edibles, drinks, concentrates, flour, and they even have glass in case we need a pipe.
1: Oh, cool. Let's go. Life Flower Dispensary. Open 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Monday through Sunday. Mention BSN Denver and get 15% off your entire purchase.
2: Rain, sleet, or snow. 24 hours a day. Residential or commercial. You name it, A-Team does it. A-Team Garage Doors will meet or beat any estimate and offer same-day repairs. A-Team Garage Doors has a 5-star rating and is a home advisor elite service provider. Call 18 Garage Doors at 720-556-8016. That's 18 Garage Doors, 720-556-8016. Call for the
1: 18. If you or somebody you know has been in any type of accident, call Flesh Law. You do not want to face the insurance company alone. If you're not sure what to do, Flesh Law offers free consultation and we'll meet with you for as long as you need. And if you do decide to file, Flesh Law will have your litigation started immediately so that they can get your case resolved quickly. Call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 or Google Flesh Law. That's 303-806-8886 for Flesh Law.
4: Hi, this is Justin Gold from Justin's. If you've had my nut butter or my peanut butter cups, then you know that I take my products and my customers very seriously. So when I needed my roof replaced, I wanted somebody who feels the same way about their customers and their products that I do. Luckily for me, I found exactly that when I went to Chip Bezzo from Chips Roofing, and he provided me with a service that I'll never forget. Not only did they build me a beautiful high wind roof with the best products available, but the quality price and service was exceptional. I was in contact with Chip the entire time, and him and his crew couldn't have been more professional. Chips Roofing has my business for life.
1: Chips Roofing, Colorado's high-wind roofing experts for 30 years. You can find us online at ChipsRoofingLLC.com. That's ChipsRoofingLLC.com. Or call us now at 720-938-ROOF. That's 720-938-ROOF. Once again, 720-938-ROOF. Jackson's Hole opened up in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching all sporting events. Almost 40 years later, Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. We've upgraded our TVs to 65- and 70-inch HD flat screens. We have amazing food, and at to the top it all off, we have almost 30 beers on tap, including our table taps so you can control at your own table. Come down to Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off of Arapahoe and I-25. Jackson's, the original sports grill.
0: I spend the afternoon in Welcome back in to the Blake Street Tavern and the BSN Denver Podcast Network This is the BSN Buffs Podcast with Jake Shapiro, Ryan Konigsberg, and Will Whalen. And we are brought to you by the Clock Tower Grill. If you're on your way up to the ball game, the Rockies game this summer, the perfect place to get your pregame on is the Clock Tower Grill right off the Lincoln Light Rail Station uh, in lower downtown, or not lower downtown, uh, the southern part of Denver. We've already talked about this, near the Denver Tech Center, uh, near the university. So if you're on your way to the ball game, stop off by the Lincoln Light Rail Station at the Clock Tower Grill.
2: It's also a good spot to hit up if you're going to a uh, concert at Fiddler's Green. Yep.
0: No doubt, it's like right, It's the same road, I yep. think, right? It's also a great spot to hit when your girlfriend goes to IKEA. You know what? That's actually yeah, a go. good idea. Clock Tower Grill uh, to go to because I was thinking about going to the Cure concert at Fiddler's S- Green. All right. The what? Cure. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Robert Smith.
2: Whatever you do when you go there, just no don't kidding. sing Bohemian. Friday. Rap City Friday, on I'm in love. <laughs> karaoke because someone did that while we were there, and it was like, just don't. Like, here's my thing. I don't really care if you suck at karaoke. Like, good for you for getting up there. Please don't choose an eight minute song. Like, just do the us all savior. Right right it's really key. <clears throat> just keep it under four
3: minutes. And at the very least, choose a song that even when you suck, everybody else can get into. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to choose a banger. Yeah. You're like, I'm Real by J lo You could definitely go with some I'm Real by J lo Sweet Home Alabama is always a killer.
2: I mean, I-, I think Friends in Low Places is the classic. I mean, that's the
3: best. It's the best karaoke song in human history. I
0: think I did Piano Man that night. Oh, you killed Piano Man. Oh, thank you, thank I, you. No, that might have been another night, but you definitely killed Piano Man when you did it.
2: I love, P- I love that song. Awesome.
0: You were holding like a glass yeah, had, of whiskey, too. I like a glass of whiskey, of whiskey you know, say, In a suit.
3: You, your range is underrated, sir. Thank you. I thank gotta you. say, uh, the nights that we spent on a patio in Southern California playing guitar, drinking beers and writing recruiting stories while singing, Some of the greatest nights of my
2: professional career. It's a very unpublicized talent of mine.
0: Speaking of Southern California, will the Pac-12 go back into Southern California when they expand? Maybe San Diego State? Uh, I I don't know. I was just throwing that out there. Uh, But definitely, I think, a school to consider when the Pac-12 does expand is a school like Texas. But the biggest question, I think, when the Pac-12 does expand, uh, because I think it's just a a when rather than if at this point, it's how many time zones they want to get across and how big they want to lay their footprint. So, Will, uh, I'll have you start us off. Where do you think the Pac-12 goes to next? I know Boise State has always been talked about as well.
3: Well, I mean, first and foremost, and I had this discussion with a CSU writer actually online when discussing the Big 12 about how much academics play into it. Um, certain conferences care more about that than others. The Big 12, not so much. The Big 10 cares a lot. And the Pac-12 certainly cares a lot. These are some of the greatest researched institutions in the world, and the amount of information and funding that they share, uh, and, and just kind of the parlays that they make, is really important to the community of the Pac-12. So you really do have to consider uh, the academic side of things. That's really where San Diego State falls short. Um, great athletic budget that keeps uh, that continues to grow, um, and that you know they're in a TV market. That the Pac-12 really hasn't tapped into. You you really have to remember that San Diego is separate from LA, uh, the USC UCLA footprint. So that that's an issue there. Um, I should have
2: gone to San Diego State.
3: Really, not a bad place to go. The the talent that Steve Fisher has been able to recruit there. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. uh, Really impressive. I mean, Uh, and they're really smart and friendly.
2: Great student support. Yeah. San Diego, the weather is great. Town. Amazing. Great tacos
0: in San Diego. Where am I thinking of uh, north of San Diego, not in Orange County? Low
2: academics that you mentioned. Good really stuff. a prime factor.
0: <laughs> north of about? San Diego, it starts with a T,
3: I think. Temecula?
0: No, not Temecula. <laughs> Kobe! <The home. laughs>
2: I thought it was Matt, ba- Matt Barnes.
0: I think well, it's no, I mean, Matt Kobe Bar-
3: with the Amitra and Temecula thing? Yeah. Uh,
0: no, that was a Matt that Barnes was Derek thing, Fisher. I think. Yeah, Matt. Co-
3: no, Kobe said it, too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You guys are th- – oh, you're thinking about – anyway, so what? Are, a town with a T?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a new point. Okay,
3: but – um, we'll... so San Diego State doesn't really fit the profile, and, and that's kind of where Boise State uh, falls short a little bit as well. What about Gonzaga? Uh, a school like Gonzaga is interesting, but, I mean, w- no I don't football. think the Pac-12 is going to take a school that doesn't play football. Uh, they – They don't want to run into the same issues that the Big East did Mm -hmm. uh, with schools not playing certain sports, uh, and that's ultimately why they dissolved. So I think if you talk about expansion, I mean, first and foremost, the name that everybody throws out, and geographically it fits, is BYU. The problem is, is the Pac-12 ready to bring on a religious institution? And you think about the culture fit. Of BYU with other Pac-12 schools, I don't see it. That's why Big 12 culturally with the uh, Big 12 and BYU works so well.
2: But man, if they were to bring BYU, that would really open the door for CSU to be in the talks. It really, really would. Um,
0: I mean, and because then all of a sudden you have four teams in the Mountain Region right there. It opens up. It it, it unlocks the the natural rivalries. Going, the
3: natural rivalries are in. I mean, you want to talk about a market that's split. That's Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. That's that's the entire range from, what is it, like um, Ogden down to Provo. That's a really heavily populated area. St.
0: George, too. Don't forget St. George.
3: Oh, St. George is a great town. Uh, great Chili's in St. George. Great gas station oh, yes. in St. George. What was
0: that place called? I don't know, but we were both men of that gas station. Yes, it was a great gas station. Had everything you needed. Everything. We stopped there on the way there and the way back.
3: Yeah, I've, I've, I've spent many 10-minute uh, stops in St. George. Anyways, um, but, I mean, you talk about a metro area that continues to grow, uh, and, and you really got it. And, I mean, you want to talk about tradition athletically? BYU's got it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, again, is I, I don't know what they bring to the Pac-12 in culture, in academics, I know CSU has really ramped up their academics. They continue to rank among the best in the country uh, in a number of categories, of which I give no dams about, but nonetheless, they're there.
2: Maverick so you, gas station in St. George. She's got to be a Maverick, man. She's got to be a Maverick, man.
3: At the end of the day, when you want to talk expansion for the Pac-12, you have to look south. Uh, you have to look at, in my opinion, Texas. Texas doesn't fit because they want every bit of control humanly possible. But you talk about the fact that that's a university. Their Longhorn Network experiment has been a complete failure. What kind of TV deal could they be looking at? Do they want to get involved with the California markets? That could be something to look at Um, if New Mexico continues to grow.
0: I will say historically with Texas, they have been part of the Western Coast Conferences before. Uh, so that would kind of go back to the roots, and you were alluding to New Mexico, and that was one of the schools I was going to throw back. Yeah, at you. I
3: mean Albuquerque continues to grow as a
0: city. It's one of um, the fastest growing cities in the United States, fastest exactly. growing retirement cities as well. It, it's so huge a lot of money that. there. It's
3: huge for that, and Why? it's kind of hard to believe well, it's
0: because it's really warm.
2: Because of the red chili.
3: Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so if the, if the budget of New Mexico continues to grow, you could certainly have that. It, there's no easy solution. Just because of the the emphasis that the Pac-12 puts on you being a research university, number one, and number two, you know, athletically, culturally, uh, and obviously distance, you really have to play. Because think about that trip from Austin to Seattle. That's not fun, but you're already going Austin to Morgantown. It's going I mean, it's. I don't. Th- I think you hit it on the on the head, chef. It's not if. It's when. Something's gonna shift. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens. And it's going to be some
0: concession made somewhere because somewhere, yeah. whether it's academically or sports-wise, and I think they'd be more academically, you're going to have Distance. maybe a southern influence or a mountain influence where you all of a sudden have a schools like UNLV, New Mexico, San Diego State, and one more come into the conference. Or you have something like BYU, Wyoming, or Boise State come into the conference. Something like that that just makes sense regionally.
3: I don't see how UNLV ever gets in a major con- I, I see how.
0: It's just their really only
3: option is the Pac-12. That'd
2: be awesome.
3: It, 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 it won't happen. More Not in a million today. years. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought Because it, it's so poorly rated academically, other than their hospitality management program, which is Which is really hospitable. Really awesome. Well, yeah, basically. So I don't know. I mean, I think other conferences are as interesting to think about as the Pac-12. I mean, you think about, obviously, the ACC is absolutely huge. Uh, what What does the SEC do? Do so they continue to expand? Uh, obviously, the Big Ten has reached as far east as Maryland. Uh, so what really happens there? Uh, what schools get thrown in the shakeup? I mean, Kansas Big Ten's as far a, east
0: as New York with Rutgers. Or New Jersey, wherever Rutgers yeah, technically, is. Rutgers I have no idea where Rutgers east. is.
3: Technically, uh, Rutgers is farther east of College Park. Um, but yeah, I mean, and so... You think about schools that are going to be possibly left out. Kansas almost got left out last time. It's hard to believe that. West Virginia almost got left out last time. How does that affect CSU? How does that affect CU next go around? That's I see the Pac-12 as being really happy with where they're at despite all the troubles Larry Scott has had.
2: And that's what, I, that's what I wanted to say is the Pac-12 was the first one to add. They, they kind of got these dominoes falling. I don't see them being the first ones to go to six. No, they're not
3: going to be. They're not going to be. They're, I think they're happy despite their failures, but I think that they are preparing so that when the first domino falls, like you're alluding to, they're ready to act because they have to be.
1: I think the East is
0: even more interesting than the Pac-12 right now because there's so many schools over such a, a small area with conferences overlapping where you're all of a sudden going, Big Ten is in that northeast region. The ACC, the Big East, obviously there. The Big East isn't what it was. Uh, but like the Big East is such a weird conference that DU Lacrosse is in the Big East for yeah. lacrosse. Yeah. So who knows what's going on there? But you have so many conferences in that area with so many different schools. You think about a school like Cincinnati or something, and obviously the Big 12 is fighting for those schools now too, so that's really interesting to look at and maybe the SEC even comes up a little bit the coast, whereas whereas on the the west side, the Pac-12 you know, if a school if the Pac-12 comes knocking on New Mexico's door, it's either the Pac-12 or you still remain in your non-Power 5 conference so I think it's more interesting going into the east than it is in the west, because with the Pac-12, it's really just a matter of how far they want to spread out regionally rather than how much they want to you know try and fight against other conferences and
3: this is completely out there i realize that but i think we're about 10 years away from this having any bearing whatsoever but i mean there are probably only going to be two revenue sports for the foreseeable future but if there was going to be another one i mean you have to think at this point lacrosse has grown so much
2: it's just such a bad in my opinion it's such a bad spectator sport. It's not fun I to go it, to the games. You can't I can't see the ball.
3: I think it's great in person. I it's the same for me. It's less exciting in person in hockey. It's a tiny bit easier to watch on TV for me than hockey, but both I hate on TV. I think look and you think about but another thing, think about the money that goes into lacrosse. Think about the people that play lacrosse. These are senators kids you know out east. and it's grown obviously with DU being so good California continuing to kind of invest in lacrosse I mean it's not obviously this is not going to be a factor necessarily in conference realignment but you think about leagues and how if all of a sudden CU down the line has a men's lacrosse team as well where conference I mean obviously we focus on basketball and football here but you, you think about other sports as well
0: so I got two questions for you one is men's lacrosse the most likely sport to get added to CU in the near future? Just quick, or, or yes, no, or maybe give another sport that's more likely than men's lacrosse.
3: I would say yes, just because it's cheaper than baseball. Uh, it requires Way less cheaper. space. And, and cheaper ultimate, than hockey, too. And it's cheaper than hockey, and ultimately, it's at the right time of year. It's right after college basketball. It's a good weather sport, and it's a chance for co- people in Colorado to get outside. I think the, they would support something like that.
2: Ryan, anything to add? Yeah, about? no, I agree. Um, you know, I want to – do we have time in this segment?
0: I was going to add one more question. Uh, my, my
2: question real- was going to be, if the Pac-12 was to add four schools, who would you want it to be?
0: Let me go with this first, and then we'll add that. Do you – do conferences get to a point where they're so big and powerful that the NCAA becomes meaningless? Yes,
3: absolutely. And it's going to happen within the next five years.
0: No question about that. Okay, I agree with you on that. So four schools. Ryan, why don't you start us off with that if it's your question.
2: And I just, I I didn't put too much thought into this. It just kind of came to me. But just for kind of, I guess you would say selfish reasons, I'd like to see BYU, CSU. I think that would just be so fun to have that. Uh, And then i've always loved boise as a program i think i think they you know athletically fit in uh and then unlv
3: yeah that's funny i would i would go um if i had to add two i I'd go san diego state if i had to add four it's san diego state it's unlv it's byu and it's colorado state um New Mexico and BYU are right th- er, and Boise are right there. I want Colorado State in the conference. I think it would be best for the region to have everybody focused on one brand of football. I think it helps have in-conference rivalries. Uh, I want UNLV because running Rebels basketball in the Pac-12, yes, freaking please. BYU is a traditional, traditional, not powerhouse, but one of the most tradition-rich programs mm-hmm. no in doubt. the country. Then you have San Diego State, great place to travel, great support. Uh, awesome colors and uniforms and everything they do and they're already there or on their way there with football basketball certainly is
0: before i ask uh, or answer mine will you're from california is there another school in california besides san diego state that could possibly be in this discussion whether it be like a uc santa barbara or, or, or something like that I mean, the only other the only other program that you would think about would be Fresno State or San Jose State, maybe. Uh, no,
3: definitely San Jose State's close to shutting the doors on their athletics altogether. Uh, it would have to be Fresno State because of the fan support. It's a it's a prosperous AD. I mean, you have a big time football brand. Uh, whether I mean they've been inconsistent, but you're, again, and you're talking about between Fresno and Bakersfield, over 1.5 million people right there, and they're continuing to grow. Uh, so you have a TV market, and again. You, you just have an athletic program that's already kind of up and running and on their own. Um, that's really all you could ever truly consider because, I mean, no other school in L.A. would be – I mean, like the Cal State Northridges, the Irvines, the Long is just not big enough. Santa Barbara, certainly not. Nobody in the Bay Area. UC Santa Cruz, not even close. Uh, Sacramento State, a, a long way off. UC Davis, um, I don't think we'll ever – invest enough to really take it to that next level because I think they are they like where they're at uh, and I think they're happy with that so I, I would They've say
2: no. A really notable alum and Dan Hawkins oh, yeah. championing, championing
3: yeah, their CU cause. Yeah, CU really wants UC Davis in the Pac-12.
0: Quickly, my four would be uh, San Diego State New Mexico, BYU, and I'd have to go with Texas, even though that would spread the conference lines. I, I think Texas would be just such a powerful fit with.
3: New Mexico would be fun because it's a cheap road trip uh, for for Colorado fans. Number one, it's a fun it's a fun place to visit for two days, nothing yeah. more, uh, and you get really passionate
0: fans. Yeah, and and it fits with the conference and it adds more. Uh, it adds another state to the conference where where the where the conference already is basically an, in that southern southwest region. Um, that's going to wrap up this segment on conflict Expansion with William Whalen and Brian Connor. That's where I get to go to the Jake's pit. Which yeah, is everything
3: in so. the world that I want.
0: Uh, we're going to have one more segment. We're going to do some fun stuff. We'll be right back with the SMF Sponsor.
4: 35 miles west of Vale, nestled in the Rocky Mountains, is Colorado's most beautiful golf course gypsum creek the creek flows through the course as colorado wildlife is spotted along with views of the red table mountains you can play this spectacular course for as low as 68 dollars for 18 holes and that even includes the cart the twilight rate is less than half of that book your next tournament wedding or special event at gypsumcreekgolf.com that's gypsumcreekgolf.com Euflora is the Apple store of cannabis. With three locations, the biggest selection in the state, and a tech driven shopping experience, Euflora is the only dispensary you need. Euflora has over 75 types of edibles, tinctures, topicals, and drinks, and they have over 20 strains of flour at all times. To see everything Euflora has to offer, go to eufloracolorado.com. That's eufloracolorado.com dot com. When is the last time you went to the Rock Restaurant and Bar on Smoky Hill Road? With 69-cent wings on Mondays, trivia on Tuesdays, and $2 domestics during happy hour and weekends, the Rock Restaurant and Bar is the only choice when I'm in South Aurora. They're open 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, making them a great place for a big breakfast, tasty lunch, or a nice dinner. The Rock is off of Smoky Hill Road, just a few blocks west of E-470. Find them online at therockrest.com. That's therockrest.com.
1: Why go to the Clock Tower Grill? Because of the burgers? Sure. How about the 15 big screen TVs and the 100 inch projection screen? Okay. How about the fact that it's conveniently located at the Lincoln Light Rail
0: Station? Yep. We could do this all day. The bottom line is that the Clock Tower Grill has unique food and drink specials every single day and offers something for everyone all the
1: time. Head down to the Lincoln Light Rail Station and let's have some fun at the Clock Tower Grill. (coughs)
0: Back on, the B- <laughs> Back on the BSN Denver Podcast Network, this is the BSN Buff Podcast with Jake Shiro, Will Whalen, and Ryan Cunningford. This is the final segment. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I am a noted weird band lover. I like a lot of indie rock. Uh, I have my Radio 1190 shirt on right now. I'm big into music. And uh, we're going to play a game called Sh. Bands Shap listens to or bands Shap made up. So it's either a band I actually listened to or a band I just made up within the last five minutes.
3: Telling the truth. Do you have any integrity that we can bank
2: on? The
0: people of yes of the internet will hold him accountable. Okay,
3: great, great. The people of the internet. We're from the internet.
0: Alright. Alright, hit us. First one. Future islands. <laughs> <laughs> I say fake.
3: There's no chance that's real, please, Lord.
0: Real. They were on David Letterman.
3: <laughs> oh, my. Future Islands, bro. Are All you right. going to the Future Islands concert tonight? Yeah, I'm going to take like, 30 tabs of LSD.
0: Shit Robot. Wait, what? Shit Robot. <laughs> real. Uh, real. Yes, real. Nice. One, one, one and one. Tickle me more. <laughs> Fake. Fake. All right, two and one. You got nice. that one right. Nice. Saltwater Sun.
3: Fake. It's real. I'm going to say fake,
0: though. Fake. It's real. Do ah. it. The cul de sac.
3: How's it
0: <laughs> like cold It smelled regularly. Uh, I thought you
3: said coldest sack. No, the cul
0: de sac. real. I made it up. I said fake, so I, I, I'm in the lead now. Uh, Mona. Real. 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 Potty mouth. (laughs) Fake. Real. Real.
2: Oh, we're tied out. we tied.
0: Violent Soho. Real. Fake. It's real. Yes. No! Last one. Nothing wild. I think you have to go. No, you have to, because I have to pick the opposite of you. I was going to pick the same as you. Um, what was it again? Nothing wild. Fake. That's real. It's fake. Yes.
3: Oh Well, I couldn't say fake. I mean, I was going to lose <laughs> if I said fake. All right.
0: All right. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, no,
3: that was great and terrifying. I've got a little game for you guys as well.
2: Ooh, I like games. Go. It's not
3: would you rather, but it's you know, it's either or. So which one of these is more likely to come true? Tate Martell, the four- or five-star rated quarterback, depending on who you look at, number one rated dual-threat quarterback in the country in high school, has the buffs in his t- uh, final five. Either or, Tate Martell commits and signs with the Colorado Buffaloes, or Colorado wins eight games next year.
0: Oh, St. Martell is more likely. I'm with I'm with Ryan. Tate okay. Martell, easy.
3: CU makes a bowl, or Colorado State wins the RMS by 14-plus?
2: CU makes a bowl. RMS, CSU. Oh,
3: little faith in the Colorado Buffaloes by Jake Shapiro here. Um, That first
0: game of the year is always so tough for the Buffs.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to lose by 15 points.
0: Depends on who the quarterback is going to be set And That's why you got to pay attention to bsnbuffs.com. B- you, hey, you can believe that.
3: Hey. Believe it at home, boy. Um, either or, Tad Boyle, the head coach of the University of Colorado men's basketball program, makes the final four in the next ten years at CU, or he gets fired in the next three.
0: Tad Boyle makes the final four. Um, more likely that he gets fired.
3: More likely that he gets fired, more likely that he makes, makes the, the final, final four. four. Yep. Okay. okay.
2: What, would, what would you take?
3: Um, I would say more likely to get to the final four just because I don't think there's any way in, short of a scandal that he gets fired in three. So I would put his chances of making the final four at ten. I mean, good God, Butler made two straight title games. Anything's possible.
2: Yeah. I, Anything's I, I, possible. I just – I banked it on – the chances are higher of there being some sort of scandal or some sort of mass exodus of all the coaches at CU.
0: (laughs) Or, you know, the Kansas job becomes open and Tad Boyle really wants the Kansas job. Well,
2: that doesn't count. That wouldn't count as me being right because he said fired. Right. True, true. Um, Be sarcastic, dude.
3: Okay. Uh, Either or. All
2: right. I just really – I don't think they can make a Final Four. I just don't.
0: In the next two seasons. Get a three-point shooter and get lucky.
3: Braxton (laughs) Bertolot. Yes. Um, Which is more likely to happen in the next two years? Dom Collier becomes the, not A, but the fan favorite on this Colorado basketball team? Or, or, and I've gone back and forth on what to use on this one. Um,
0: So is it either or, or?
3: Wait. What do you mean? Are there two ors here? Are there either or-or?
2: Let him ask the damn
3: question. So, in the next two years, Tom Collier becomes the fan favorite. He's the leader of the Colorado Buffaloes. Or George King wins Pac-12 Player of the Year.
2: King. I mean, George
0: King could average
2: 20 points a game. I've I've got to go with George
0: King, and he's capable of getting six, seven boards a game, too.
3: I mean, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. And it's
0: not – I would have gone – depending on what you would have asked I actually think the chances are pretty solid of Dom Collier redeeming himself with the Colorado fans just based on the fact that he's a Colorado native and that he has some growth potential there so I I don't know if that he becomes the fan favorite especially considering Wes Gordon is fantastic right now and Derek White's going to be a fan favorite next year and then George King will probably be the fan favorite two years from now but I think there's some potential that Dom Collier becomes a guy that they really like and this is the last question that I've
2: got for you guys really quick it's it's just I don't think Dom has the qualities to become a fan favorite.
3: He's not boisterous enough. He doesn't right. have the he, personality. Right.
2: Like, like, I mean, the, player, the, the fans can love him as a player. He just doesn't have fan favorite qualities in him other than the fact that he's from Colorado.
3: Right. No, I mean, that that's fair. That's fair. It makes sense. Um,
2: hi, Ariel. Ariel's uh, one of our favorites here at Blake Street Tavern. One of the lovely hostesses – slash waitresses
0: here at the blake street yes. tavern
1: just
2: wanted to say hello is that yeah
0: that's all yeah I was, I was trying not to be rude but i'm also trying to host this podcast and lead us out here because we're running out of time so we have,
2: and that's why we only have one final question this but is that's the i mean that's the type of stuff you get here at the blake street tavern she just came she just wanted to say hi right. to us. very
0: nice yeah. very nice
3: yeah. all right guys final one either or what happens first Colorado men's basketball program wins a national title, or the Colorado Buffalo's football program wins a national title?
0: Which one happens first? Colorado football program wins a national title. Can I...
3: No, you can't cop out.
2: Can, can you my, take the Mine role? was going to be neither ever.
3: No. No, it's not an available answer.
2: Uh, well, that's my real opinion, but... Uh, okay. Football. I'm just.
3: I'm not gonna play the game. So here's my real opinion. But I'll still try to play the game. <laughs> I'm
2: just. I think that's me taking a, the strongest take. My, I think my, that's the. If you're if Vegas was setting odds on it, mine would probably be the lowest odds.
3: Yeah. Well, I agree. But that's not the game that we're playing.
2: Okay. Right? Well, then football.
3: Uh, I'd say basketball because all you need to do is get selected in the pack into the NCAA tournament and go on a stupid, ridiculous, insane run once. Whereas in college football, you need a whole lot of things a whole lot of things to break for you every single week all across the country to get into that playoff.
0: See, I'm with you on that sense and everyone always goes, oh, Tad Boyle's team can't win a tournament game or whatever. They're literally coin flips in the first round, especially when you get those 8, 9, 7, 10 games. So if you get into the tournament, anything can happen and I'm with you on that, but based off of uh, do I think which team, will be the, the, which team has the best chance of being the best team in the country on any given year. I think the football program has higher odds of being the best team in the country than the basketball But they're also farther does.
3: away from that than the basketball team is from being a top four seed in the NCAA. Currently. Team. No
0: doubt. But uh,
2: just looking at historically, I just don't know if the bas- how long the basketball program can remain
0: oh, this relevant. Absolutely. I completely agree. And we will have to find that up and find out and follow that up on BSNBuffs.com. So make sure in 2025 you are listening to the BSN Buffs Podcast with Jake Shapiro, Ryan Cunningsburg, and Will Whalen. Thanks for following us. Follow us on Twitter at BSNBuffs, and follow us online on the website, uh, BSNBuffs.com. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Loneliness and me. I asked myself.